Thanks to Bombas for supporting the morning stream. Bombas makes socks that are comfortable and look great for whenever you need, with a wide variety of options. For every pair of socks you purchase, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. Get 20% off your first purchase at Bombas, B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash T-M-S. Coming up on T-M-S, prolapsed flat earthers. Call the midwarf. He wasn't naked. He was covered in ranch. TGI Friday guy starring Cletus. Crevis, the annoying guy. Neither take piss nor leave piss. Yes, an undecided voter. Very smooth and convincing. Oh, those trash bags? <laughs> those are junk mail. Did you have a tramp growing up? S-word sweeteners are effed up. Yeet the egg at the Tesla. Hudson Hawk, Fury Road. I can stop flat earthing anytime I want. The chicken nugget did it. Jury duty and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Biggie, medium, small, kids meal. Keep it straight. It's a good deal. Use the scoop to fill with ice. Never use the cup. Take my advice. For soft drinks, fill the ice halfway. No matter the size, that's what I say. Tilt the cup and push against the lever. Keeps the phone down now. Isn't that clever? Small town the morning stream is it just me or does the jungle make you really really horny Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the morning stream. It is TMS for Tuesday, October 20th, 2020. So we got a 10, 20, 20, 20 going on 10, here. 20, 20, 20, 10, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. Uh, the month is almost freaking over. We got like 10 days, so I work in. at Wendy's and I'm bored as hell. Make sure you fill the Pepsi very well. <laughs> She's so deadpan, like... That's part of their marketing. <laughs> it's part of their training video. You'd think she'd be a more upbeat rapper, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's good not uh, hit that uh, get a home run there, lady. Don't work in the burger line, falling asleep. Make sure you use the lettuce, but don't go too deep. <laughs> <laughs> too deep. <laughs> too deep. You know, too Bad deep into the lettuce. Bottom. Yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> use the lettuce on top. Hey guys. I think I have an idea. It involves fries, but don't give a, a cheer. I don't know. What I, like, I like that you're trying to do the ABAB instead of the ABCB. Well I'm, done. I'm trying to up my rap game because I struggle. I do the, I'm, I'm very old school about the chicken tastes like wood kind of style. That's how I do it. Sure, exactly. Yes. Yeah, I can't do like the Stuff new on your shirt already, Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> That's uh, good stuff. All right. Hey, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, it's Tuesday. We're going to do our Tuesday business, and we're glad to have you along uh, with us for the ride. So welcome to the show. we got a lot to talk about. Let's start with wishing you all a happy 2008 episode. That is the year of Batman the Dark Knight and Iron Man 1. Wow. Dark Knight. The that beginning. was a great uh, nertacular. Oh, it was one of the best. It was. One totally was. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Iron Man one the 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 true launch of the MCU man think of that mm-hmm. that's right exactly the um I was thinking about Iron Man one actually I was thinking about both of these movies uh, the other day because AMC has a deal now say what kind of a deal what what kind of a deal <laughs> AMC has a deal now yeah where you can rent a theater for up you and up to twenty of your friends or I guess it'd be you and up to nineteen of your friends okay for ninety nine bucks oh that's not bad. Now, not, it starts but, at 99 bucks. Yeah. If you want to see something like Tenet or New Mutants or something that's brand new, 
yeah. you're going to be paying like 200 300 even then you know that's still not too bad if you if each of your 20 friends chips in that's still not a bad deal but if you want to see something older that they don't have to pay uh pay fees on whatever the fees are then 99 bucks is not bad to like say hey even 10 friends let's each chip in uh, 10 bucks let's uh, so hold on i could do a 20 person Mad Max Fury Road Day thing. You totally could. Yes. What? And and I assume they everyone's requiring masks. Twenty people, so you're all spread out. Like you can do this. Yep. Doesn't include popcorn, drinks, anything like that. You still have to do. You know, you have to pay for those individually. But nine nine cents. I mean, nine nine bucks. Nine nine cents would be. (laughs) I could totally do this. Holy crap. You could totally do that. That's hilarious. I I didn't even think about the uh, MMFR uh, business. Well, yeah, there's huge potential there. And I have plenty. I have have 20 friends (laughs) around here I could do it with. People I I trust in the Denver Tadpool group. Who wants to come watch Hudson Hawk on the big screen? Oh, yeah. Slurp my Girls, the movie. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Spice World, the movie. Actually, this is a great opportunity to pick a movie that you never got to see on the big screen. Mm Mm-hmm. And then do that as as your movie, right? If yeah. they can, if they can do it. And this is the time you know, to do something weird like this because everybody can just Venmo you the cash, like you're just done, like yeah, you're just right. done. Or you can host it because you're just feeling generous and you're like, here's a hundred bucks toward a cool thing. Right. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> it's a very interesting. It's a, a tempting, very interesting thought. It's a tempting mm. idea. A Mad Max film festival. Oh, AV Tech John says, I'd rather watch Hudson Hawk over Mad Max. Boom! You're an insane person. I'm not even sure Brian would say that. Would Mute you? kick. <laughs> Just I mean, kidding. you love Hudson Hawk, but if somebody said, hey, we're having a, a movie theater, we're renting it out, and so we're going to have a big, fun stereo experience. Do you want to watch Mad Max Fury Road? Do you want to watch Hudson Hawk again? 100% I'd rather watch Mad Max on the big screen than Hudson Hawk. See? I like, I like Hudson Hawk a lot. Sure. Ball ball, but um, uh, but I like, uh, but I feel like if it's going to be on the big screen, I'm not going to waste a Hudson Hawk. Yeah, why would you do that? Come on now, and why not yeah. both? Sure, do them back to back. That's fine. Oh, there you go, double feature. Yeah. If you, uh, yeah, I wonder if you have to pay extra. So, like, if you pick a Pixar movie, do you have to pay for the short as well at the beginning, or if it's is it all included? <laughs> oh, I don't know how that would work. But Dice Tomato, you can just get up and leave. You can just leave after the show. Uh, <laughs> That's right, exactly. After, we'll, we'll, after uh, Hudson Hawk. Yeah, we'll start Hudson with Hawk, Hudson Hawk. Fury Road. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Which reminds me, you sent that. I'd seen it, but you'd sent me that video of uh, the Die Hard uh, commercial for oh, the Die Hard yeah. batteries. Yeah. That was great. And what makes it, it great, great isn't so much that they tapped Bruce Willis, no big deal, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. the guy. But the fact that they tapped dude in the, what's his name? Argyle. Theo. Oh, Argyle, yes. Argyle and the other guy that was like and Theo, the, the yeah, Theo, driver, the hacker yes. guy. The only thing the that would have made this better is toast. It would only have been better if they'd have gotten like that Huey Lewis looking dude from the from the first from the movie. <laughs> right, exactly. That was I don't great. know. I mean, it would have been, would have been even better if Alan Rickman were still around and he could, you know, oh, be that working. Would have the, been great. Yes. Well, except that you can't do that because he. These are only people that survived what oh, we saw on this. True, right. That's a good point. Yeah. Theo, Theo he was the one, and, and Huey Lewis dude died too, didn't he? He did. So, yeah, my yeah. idea's out the door. Can't have the... You could have had the cop, his cop buddy. <laughs> He's still around, TGI Friday guy, whatever his name is. You totally could, yes. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> TGI Friday guy. <laughs> <laughs> ABC, right, uh... uh 
What was the name? What was, what was ABC's answer to uh, must must see Thursday must see TV? It was, uh, it was Friday Friday Suckfest. It was no oh well, Carl, yes. Carl Winslow is yes who were exactly yeah, who we're that's talking the about. actor but I can't think of the was it just it was called TGIF okay that's right it was TGIF the it was TGIF Family, Family Matters was the show right with the with the the, the irritating guy yes uh Cretus uh, Crevis <laughs> Cornelius what was uh huh what was his name did I do that uh, yeah that's exactly what we're talking about Urkel Cornelius. Urkel yes Cornelius <laughs> It's Urkel. Sorry, Urkel. How could I forget Urkel? Come on. There now. are times that I really just would rather watch the chat room give it to us than, than oh, chime yeah. in. Yeah, it's like it's like a ticker tape parade in there. Mm-hmm. These guys know what's up. Anyway, so uh <laughs> Friday starring Cletus. <laughs> oh, already off with a great start for today's show title. Yeah, our show titles are that's why you got to come here live, everybody. If you're listening to this, go, mm-hmm. man, I never go live. You should come live because, man, that's where the party happens. All right. Exactly. Let's move on to this weird email we got. Okay. Got to read this. This is uh, signed. Well, I'll just read the whole thing as it's given to me. Sure. Yeah. Dear Scarf and Brute. I don't know what to make of that, but that's fine. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, is there a connection between Scarf and Brute? Like it's... Normally you do that, right? Like it's sink. Normally and, the S and the B are somehow related. Yeah. Scrot and balls, uh, soda and beer. <laughs> I'm glad you went right to scrot and balls. Scrot and balls. Yeah, that was my um, first thought for S and B. <laughs> I didn't think of anything else. But yeah, you're right. Like this is out of the pattern. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe he'll write back in. But um, anyway, he says this. Love the show. Blah, blah, blah. Literally is what he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am a lapsed flat earther. Oh. Lapsed. Um, okay. I mean, reformed? Or you like just <clears throat> you just stopped thinking. Yeah, doesn't lapse normally mean like you're just not going anymore to the you've meetings? Paused. You've paused your thinking about the earth being flat, yeah. but you might come back to it? I don't know. This is confusing. <laughs> but he says, I'm a lapsed flat earther, and I can tell you without reservation that there it's are... better than a prolapsed <clears throat> flat earther. Oh, yeah, way. nobody... No, no. You don't no, want you don't a want prolapsed flat earther. <laughs> no. <laughs> prolapsed anything you don't want. Yeah. No. He says, I can tell you without reservation that there are absolutely true believers out there. I used to be one. Uh, and frequented forums and online spaces set up just for them. I attended three different meetups near where I live and watched various presentations on how flat earth theory works and how the man is keeping us from the truth. And that's a quote he put in there. Uh, Anyway, you always seem to think there's no way these people exist. Oh, they exist, and I lived it. Not anymore. I got straight. Be best, former flat earther Ethan. Flat Earther Ethan. Yeah. Former Flat Earther Ethan. I feel like you... <laughs> that already is a nice little tongue twister. Yeah. Oh, I, I, uh, this is great. Number one, congratulations. And finally, uh, thank you for seeing the light. I'm really curious as to what did it. Like, what what proof finally made you say, say, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I would love to know that. Like, what was the tipping point for you to get out of there? Because it feels like if you if if there it, it never feels like there's any sort of proof that you can come up with that they don't brush off as fake news. The government controls the maps. The moon landing was fake. It was a 
picture of the earth that it was round. I mean, is like what what <laughs> the chicken nugget? Benjamin says it was the chicken nugget that went. Oh, it was <laughs> us, and we did it. It was the chicken we nugget. We did it. Ah, <laughs> uh, finally, we've saved um, one. If we've yeah, be curious Brian, we, as to in as ten years in ten it. years we've saved one soul, and it was worth every minute of the show that we did it. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of people who believe in a lot of things. The way I look at this. Yes. And yes. And the reason that the flat earther thing is so bothersome to me is because it's so demonstrably false like it's just right. so easy to say we have every piece of possible evidence so it just comes down to whether you're ignoring that evidence or mm-hmm. not and it just seemed even crazy to even talk about it so i always just assume these people are not real like they just are this is just a, a hoax or it, not a hoax but like a they're all just trolling me it's kind of like the church of or the satanic church thing where none of them actually worship satan it's all just this like throw it in the face of organized religion yes, to say oh yeah exactly. well i got my organized religion you can't stop me i worship satan over here which you know i i, I get that that took me a long time to figure it out but i figure out i now understand what those More guys are doing contrarian just being contrarian as opposed right. to right actually believing in the thing that you're you're saying so my assumption has always been with flat earthers that they're just you know haven't taken the piss as they say in uh mm-hmm. other parts of the world not here when we say that here it means we have to go pee we have to pee <laughs> yes. Or, or or you're a doctor and you said, Go give me a urine sample and now you've taken the piss. You just you've right. taken it from him and said, Here, thank you. Piss. Thank you for the piss. Which is funny because then when you're pissed, you're drunk. Oh once so you again. Can't really say you've taken the drunk. Yeah, we've taken the drunk. Which yes. is what the cops do. Bobby Frank says the key word is conspiracy theory. You can easily disregard evidence if you think it's part of the conspiracy. Which is why which is why I'm surprised that somebody finds the right evidence to be able to come out of that yeah like, i'd uh, love to know flat it, Earth or ethan. Yeah, yeah ethan if you're hearing this i hope you i assume you are can you tell give me more i want more follow-up here on what you did or what happened what was the breaking point where you were like nah i'm good this isn't mm-hmm. real i'm out you know like what got you out of that thinking yeah because that to me is almost more interesting than finding out that a bunch of people buy into it i'm more interested in how you got out of there you know yeah yeah, totally. What a weird freaking thing. Very interesting. Weird freaking thing. Okay, look at this. I got something cool to show you. Hold on. Okay. I'm going to grab it. Okay, here it is. I got this. Uh, oh, there's stuff on top of it. Let me move that off. All right, so I got a letter in the mail, or a box in the mail, with a letter attached that said, Scott, on it. <laughs> I opened it up, and I read it, and I went, oh, this is my old pal, Mark Spagnolo. He lives near Brian Ibbett there in Colorado. It was a. Uh, it looked like it was written with a very uh, strong tattooed arm. That, oh yeah, uh, very a very Italian yes. sort of sounding text. <laughs> right. Um, very rugged, stubble faced. Uh. <laughs> and I mean, I've always uh, felt a kinship to him just because we both have terrible handwriting, and uh, mm-hmm. his handwriting is bad, and so is mine. So you know, brothers from other mothers. But anyway. Mark Spag is uh, has the Wood Whisperer. If you don't know him by that name, you need to check out his YouTube channel. Has some of the best web, web, uh, woodworking stuff ever. And mm-hmm. um, I love having such talented friends. But anyway, out of the blue, I guess he, he made a handful of these for uh, building a template so people can get the template and um, make their own. But they wanted right. to make some examples of it. And because I host a D&D show every week and because uh, Steven Schleicher does the same... Uh, he made uh, two extras, or part of the three sets he made. He kept the one. He made dice towers. Now, what's cool about these dice towers is when they're packed up and ready to go, they're just sort of in this little format here. Mm-hmm. 
just like a nice storageable, you know, whatever. Um, right. By the way, it smells. I'll bet it smells amazing. Oh, Brian. Look at those chamfered edges. Sorry, Gwyneth Paltrow's candle. I've got a new friend here. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's Mark Spagnolo's box. Yeah, I'm sm- <laughs> uh, That's good stuff. All right, anyway, so you take it, and then now you got this little slant, and you put this in the back. All right, slots right in there. And then you toss. Oh, I didn't bring any dice to do this, but you toss your dice into here, and cling, 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 and it tosses it out into this nice, nice velvety receptacle down there. Let's see the. Uh, can you show us the inside of the box, like down the chute? I want to see oh, the. Yeah. So. Yeah, I want to see, see the the wiggly waggly that the dice have to travel down. So they, right, it's not so a. It's it's a pretty, slope, and then another slope on another the other slope. Side, yeah, it's pretty basic, yep. pretty geometric, mm-hmm. but uh, but enough to sort of shake your dice up. And Carter and I took uh, her dice and did a bunch of rolls just to sort of test it, and it was great. And it's awesome, did and I love you, it. Did you? Yeah, you had to do like a thousand rolls to make sure it was really random. Otherwise, oh, yeah, yeah. send it back. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, I mean, it's like people with their kids. It's like, oh, we had five boys. We were never meant to have girls. No, you just rolled really girly for the those five times, right? Eventually, you'd have had boys. <laughs> Eventually, you'd have had a hundred. You'd have had across the board equal amounts of boys and girls. But it might have taken a hundred times. So what Brian said is true. Anyway, this is rad, and I love it. <laughs> and he's got this great like. Uh, Logo on the By the back. way, not not true. You could you could roll uh, you could get out your twenty sided die, roll a twenty five times in a row, and it does not decrease the chances that your next roll is going to be a twenty. It's still a one in twenty chance. Right. It's a and if you do it enough times, what's the deal? There's a deal with that where if you roll it enough times, the law of averages says that that you should end up with fifty fifty or or you know an even number across the board. But right. But well, there's a there's a phrase that says prior results. Don't determine causality. No, what is it? There's a, ah. Oh. Yeah, how does that go? I know that too. What is the phrase? It's like, because uh, everyone, when they talk about craps or roulette and they say, well, you know, you just find a roulette table yeah. where like they show you the previous results and if they're all red, you run up there and you bet black. It's like, nope, no. doesn't. There it is. Correlation does not imply causality. That's okay. it. Oh yeah, the causality correlation. Past thing. performance. No, that's, that's the one I was thinking. Past performance does not determine future results. I was actually... Uh, <laughs> conflating the two. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Conflate, conflation does not equal inflation. <laughs> the well, gloves that's... don't fit. You must acquit. <laughs> there you go. So that's uh, so that's a thing, and I love it, and I'm really glad that he was so nice to think of me. I just really, really love it. And man, you can always tell when someone's good at a thing. It's just such a fit and finish to this. Yeah, yeah. It makes me wish I knew things. Smooth and convincing like very a very smooth but smooth and convincing you're right <laughs> all right well we've we've done that we've been there and uh now brian is time for this it's time for us to do the news and it's brought to you by fred and ken out yesterday get your which means it's also out today yeah. get your weekly comic fix about a guy and his can of expired cream corn at fred and that's right halloween's coming and there's a tendency oh, for me how to, does how does uh can feel about candy corn oh i hadn't thought of that because mm. it's it's all in his name right mm-hmm. corn and can mm-hmm. can d corn maybe he's a relative his name is Candy Corn. <laughs> you may have just you may have just written next week's comic. <laughs> I'll just write this down and go go draw it. I'll be good. I'm all set. Oh, there you go. Perfect. Excellent. 
Uh, let's get to the news here. We got a naked teen to start things off. Oh, jeez. <laughs> It just has the wrong connotation if you yeah, don't. Are they in your there. area? <laughs> <laughs> Naked teens in your area. Want to meet you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. One nine hundred. Don't call that number. All right. Uh, Naked teen covered in ranch dressing crashes a Kansas gas station, according to a sheriff. This is no good. Seems like a weird thing to do to yourself: cover yourself in ranch and then crashes at. Like you just slept. Uh, oh. Like I'm gonna crash here. That's a really right good point. Next to the unleaded. I read that headline and thought car crash, but I think look. it is. I think it is cr- uh, car crash, but it's it's a it's not a well crashes into Kansas gas station would be better. Yeah, crashes at Kansas gas station right. sounds like hey, well, I'm just gonna crash here, man. Owners. I'm just gonna crash here on. this night uh, tonight and just get some uh, you know Doritos and whatever. I'm just gonna crash. Naked teen covered in ranch dressing crashes at friend's house. There you go. There you go. Had the munchies. Had to crash. All right. It says here uh, he was naked and covered in ranch dressing, crashed his vehicle at a Kansas gas station early Saturday morning. The disturbance was reported at uh, 3.30 a.m. to 911 at the Petro Deli convenience store. Well, I'm sure that food's good. Is that somewhere Uh, in the Hidden Valley? (laughs) (laughs) You you did there with the the ranch reference. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, that was good. Uh, it says the Shawnee County Sheriff's Office said on, in a statement, 17-year-old male was naked and under the influence of a substance. Boy, you think? <laughs> Maybe the better joke is, did he also have it in his hidden valley? <laughs> oh, bing bong. That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> oh, geez. My love of ranch is strong. It goes strong and deep, but uh, thinking about something. <laughs> but being, not quite this this deep. There's, no. Do you think there's any... Any substance you could take, bath salts, meth, heroin, that would make you say, you know what? I love ranch so much. Mm. I'm going to cover, I'm going to take my clothes off and cover myself in it. Maybe. Like spice is supposed to do that to you. And then I'm going to then I'm gonna head down to the old uh, uh, loafing jug for uh, a bottle of monster energy. Mm. Yeah. That's what kids are up to these days, you know. Right. The monster energy. Yeah. They like that monster. <laughs> that's That's the the takeaway (laughs) (laughs) the big takeaway is definitely the monster Uh, let's see so there's a covering self branch dressing damaging property inside the business ran outside and jumped into a uh, running vehicle and then crashed into a nearby pillar hopefully Mm. not of the community but like a actual (laughs) physical pillar (laughs) some guy who's like giving a lot back to the town you know what I mean Uh, right says deputies took the boy into custody he was then taken to a local hospital and later released to his parents uh, the criminal aspects of this incident are still under investigation the office of the sheriff said we are happy to report that no one was injured during this incident wow i, I say won't anyone will no one think of the amount of ranch that was wasted in this process because i right. love me some ranch i'm just visualizing the uh the parents coming to pick up their son who got naked covered himself with ranch dressing Yep, and destroyed the inside of, of a gas station, and then ran into a pillar outside. Yeah. It does make you. Uh... And I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for these damn slippery hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do... Rich, why must you be so slippery <laughs> and tasty? <laughs> oh, is it weird that a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos sounds good right this second? Is that bad? No, it's not that's, weird at all. That's not bad though. I shouldn't have that. That's that's bad. 
well, I mean, you know, as long as you know it's bad and then eat it, then it's fine. Okay. It's being aware. Yeah, it's it's a the the first step, the twelve step program is uh, knowing it's bad and doing it anyway. Rainbow Bright says, "Yuck! Are we not a fan, Rainbow Bright, of the uh, Cool Ranch? Because cool those ranch. are my favorites. Those are the jam." How'd you feel about the Cool Ranch Dorito ta- uh, Taco Locos or whatever they were called at uh, Taco Bell? I don't know that I ever had one. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that the one that came with like the the Blue Mountain Dew and all that? Like a it was like a whole c- combo, right? Or no, it? I mean no? you could just get the tacos on their own. They had uh, the spicy. What was the spicy one? Uh, Doritos that they had. Um, uh, was it a Doritos Fire Taco Loco? Oh, probably. They have Fire Doritos, and then and then a Cool Ranch Doritos Taco. All right. Yeah, I would eat either of those if they were in front of me. Mm-hmm. I just never did. Um, I just I noticed yesterday my my DoorDash app was going crazy to to tell me that Taco Bell is now on DoorDash. They were oh, st- ooh. yeah, they were <laughs> stoked about it, dude. I was getting texts every ten minutes going, "Good news." You can yes, finally so, get your baby because Taco Bell's on the app. Like, all right. So okay. just in case one of your tacos does make it out of the store alive, <laughs> DoorDash will be there to make sure that it's broken in half by the time it gets to you. <laughs> You're not so like the cheese. It's like it's like the like a Faberge egg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, you know that I'm glad you brought that up. There's this thing. Where they say if you give a toddler, uh, like a sub two year old toddler, an egg, a raw egg, that mm-hmm. they'll be really careful with it. Like oh, gotcha! Just, like a like a an egg, not a you can pour a raw, a raw egg in their hands. Oh, right, like an actual <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Right, right, right. I should have said that in the shell. The the egg, you know, the 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 dainty, careful sort of yeah. you know, don't break it really. egg. Like and, it's inherent. Like it's a it's a. Um, uh, instinct for them that they yeah it's supposed to be just built in that they'll just care for really? it i that, saw a dog that uh like they were given this dog a, a shelled egg and it just carried it you know ever so gently in its mouth and walked around the house with it yeah like it knew it knew that that was uh fragile so maybe similar instinct but um we yeah. tried it with van we gave him an egg Mm-hmm. Did you normally, do this outside? We did. We did. And normally, when you give that kid, um, <laughs> did Kim give it to him? And it was the last egg in the house. And you're like, Kim, <laughs> I thought that I was going to eat that egg. I says to her, <laughs> "No, it was. Uh, it was at Taylor's house, and she, we, or I think it was. Maybe we were out in the backyard. I don't remember. But we, we wanted to test it because we saw a lot of TikTok videos where people were pulling this off. The kid was just very mm-hmm. dainty with it, and." Otherwise, you give them a ball or whatever, and they just chuck it, or right, you know, they just seem to know it. Bounces or rolls or whatever. Sure. So he did this thing where he did kind of walk around with it very carefully and looked at it, and was very soft with it, and then I can't remember what happened. Kim walked out with a a treat or something, and he just arm slacked to his side blah, and just threw the egg on the ground. Just blah. <laughs> so. then he then he yeeted it at the Tesla across the street. Yep. Yeet. <laughs> Yeet. That yeet thing is a popular meme, isn't it? It is now that I understand it. I just yeah. feel like I want to use it all the time. It's like it's like one of those word a day calendars. Yep. I'm gonna use it five times and then it becomes part of my normal vocabulary. Hundred percent would have been a thing like if I was a kid in junior high or high school, I would be using the yeet thing all the time. Mm-hmm. All yeah. the time. I would have bought into that like it was freaking free arcade time at the arcade, which makes no sense. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Right. Uh, moving on to the story about trash bags. Uh, 
This is no good because they were filled with mail. So check this out. Trash bags oh, no. of mail found outside Pennsylvania postal workers' home. Uh, his name was Newman. Just kidding. Not really. Uh, <laughs> says trash bags of undelivered mail were discovered. Uh, and these were just full of them. Discovered at the curb outside of the home of a post- postal employee in Pennsylvania. Special agents with the U.S. Postal Service Office and of, ex- of Inspector General responded to a report about undelivered mail on Sunday and discovered trash bags full of the stuff placed near the street for pickup um, outside the employee's home in Baldwin, a small suburb of Pittsburgh. This is in Pittsburgh. Agency said in a statement that the employee works at the post office in the small town of Mount Oliver. I don't know if any of our listeners live anywhere near there. Their name was not released, but the worker is currently on a non-duty and non-pay status. Non-duty. Yeah, so not fired, surprisingly, but uh, just uh, on, on, on leave, on, on unpaid leave. Unpaid leave. You should just fire him for this. Just straight yeah. up fire him. What are we like, doing? Fired and, uh, I don't know, probably jail time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they've heard the, the, sto- the stories about going postal and they don't want that to happen. Maybe they want to just slowly ease him into... I don't right. know. Put him in jail. Actually, this is all the federal crimes. Yeah. It's got to be a fennel, fel, uh, fe, a felony, fennel it's, felony, felony, fennel, fennel. Yeah, it's a fennel. It's fennel. It's fennel a cake. Fennel cake. <laughs> it's got to be <laughs> fennelly cake. Fennelly um, cake. Mm. It's uh, let's see. They they recovered several different cases of mail, including business mail, flats, and small amounts of first class mail. Uh, we expect to perform a uh, sorry perform a piece count. Of the mail today, make arrangements to have the mail delivered to the customers as soon as feasible. Uh, Balfour said the case will be presented to federal prosecution in the U.S. Attorney's Office following the investigation. The special agent told the network that there are more than 630,000 Postal Service employees, and the majority are hardworking, trustworthy individuals. Well, I agree for sure. For sure, we have yep. some. We have some. A couple of listeners who are mail carriers, and they're extremely awesome. I love my mail carrier, and uh, we used to have a, a friend lived across the street who was a mail carrier. Listened to uh, every episode of Coverville and probably some TMS on his route. That's awesome. And always wore shorts. December, oh. really? January, always wore shorts. Not just on his job, but just always came out of his house. Hey, Brian, and he was wearing shorts in rocky mountain winter dude in his shorts yeah. that's fantastic dude in his shorts long sleeves jacket whatever pair of shorts that's fantastic i love that yeah hats off to that dude uh anyway incidents of this nation are extremely rare when they put into context that the second incident of mail dumping reported in recent weeks <laughs> That doesn't sound that rare. <laughs> right. Uh, it says a postal service carrier in New Maybe Jersey. Maybe 629,999 postal service employees that are hardworking. Yeah, hardworking, except for these two. Uh, so <laughs> they got this carrier in New Jersey who was arrested last week for allegedly discarding mail, including 99 general election ballots. That's bad. Don't do that. Yeah. We already have enough worry about that. Don't do that. Um. I think I'm doing it by mail this time for the first time. So we had, we get. Oh, you're not? I thought you were going to go in. Well, I was, but it's a long story. But basically, so for a little, uh, little background here. So Utah is one of a handful of states that for a decade or more, I don't know how long we've had it, 15 years, whatever it is, we uh-huh. have mail in voting. Um, and it works. It's fine. It's always worked. It's been great. And what they do is they send you your ballot in the mail. It's all very official. You have to fill it out and have it postmarked by a certain date. Super simple. Done. Um, but I always just liked the tradition of going in there. 
I just sure. like oh, absolutely. getting yes. in the line and seeing people, you know, all the, the the volunteers over there just hurriedly writing shit down and everybody just kind of getting their job done. And I don't know, there's something about the, mm-hmm. that and, and process. And actually, you know, pushing the buttons. When I did it, it wasn't a lever. It was actually a digital screen. Yeah, same. It was like a big, almost like an iPad, big iPad with a curtain around it. Yeah. Or not even a curtain. Like a, like I was in, in a box, in a half-open box sticking my head and pushing buttons on the screen. Yeah. And there's something to that, right? There's something about mm-hmm. that process. Sure. So I was thinking, well, Kim and Carter went ahead and went ahead and cast their... I said went ahead twice for some reason. Went ahead and cast their ballots. That's three. Mm-hmm. Uh, already through the mail. And I didn't. Um, and I thought, well, maybe I'll just do it like I always do. I'll just go in. But then I thought, it's a freaking COVID year. And I live in a state where this is a tightly controlled, effective way to vote. And it's all done. It's lawful. I, I should just, why am I doing that? Like mm-hmm. in a different year, maybe. Next year, fine, whatever. But like every other, I've never done anything via not going. I always go in is what I'm saying. Since I've been 18, I go and I vote in the place because there's something I like about that. In this case, I think I'm just going to do the mail-in and be done. And I don't have yeah. to have a postmark till the second or something, so I could do it like today. Do a combo. Like, do fill out the ballot at home, but take it to a a box where you're actually putting it in the box as opposed to um, as opposed to mailing it. And then you get that you get that feeling of like I'm opening the box. I'm putting my ballot in there. It is official and counted as opposed to all right, leaving it in the mailbox with the flag up. I'm hoping it makes it. Yep. Hope we don't get like that Jersey guy. We're <laughs> right. Or was it? I guess it was California. Somebody threw a match into a uh, a ballot box and burned up all the the ballots in there oh geez that's bad yeah. that's not good at all that's not good at all don't no, do that don't do that um but yeah there's a point just made here by uh shave maddox who says uh i've broken a streak you're right this would be a streak break oh, oh is, look at you yeah, yeah. i hadn't really thought of it but i have a voting streak which oh, is every shave. election i vote in person Shane, what are you doing you know that's his achilles heel he <laughs> yeah. can't break streaks i don't like my streaks getting broken so hmm no jeez. i would rather break all my streaks in one shot get really drunk never drink so get really <laughs> drunk throw up gamble so what we need to do is we need to go to nevada <laughs> we need to drink gamble and vote so it needs to all happen at the same time well i've gambled before so i can't i don't have a streak there oh um, okay i thought you had a, I had, thought you had no a just minor gamble like you know nothing big i think the most thing i ever did was you like gotta a, put a five dollar bill into a lord of the Rings slot machine and Oh, I've done that. I've done that. And I've done like, uh, uh, what do you call the one where the wheel spins? Roulette. Roulette. I did roulette once. I call it, I call it uh, the sucker table is what I call it. <laughs> oh, really? Great. I chose the right one. There. <laughs> it's like uh, it's some great. of the worst odds in the casino. Uh, so yeah, I don't really have a thing with that. But my thing with, I don't want to barf. Uh, oh, right, right, right. Well, if we get you drunk enough, you will. Yeah, drink. Just don't barf, barf into the ballot box. Drink, barf, vote. By mail. Those are the three. Vote by mail. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm set. I know what my cool. weekend's going to be like. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. No, we're not. We're going to read this last story. We're going to read this. <laughs> Good, because now I have time to pull up information about the song. Uh, I thought it was. Song. I thought I was, for some reason, I'm missing about five minutes of my time, but I, I think we're good. Um, all right. So an escaped cow. This is great. An escaped mm-hmm. cow was found finally, because who doesn't want their cow found? I, mm-hmm. I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was trapped on a neighbor's trampoline. Oh, no. 
What do you do when there's a cow on your trampoline, I suppose? Um, one uh, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Uh, one of about 40 cows that escaped from a farm in Victoria, Australia, was found less than a mile away after wandering into a resident's trampoline and becoming stuck. Uh, you're probably just going to have some fun. Jump, you know. Mm-hmm. Flip. Mm-hmm. Do a flip. Uh, what was the one you did on your bum? There was a word for it. Uh, oh, do you remember this? Did you have a tramp growing up or no? Uh, I I didn't, but I knew people who did. And it's like the the you jump and then flip your legs on front, bounce on your butt, and then bounce and then land back yes, on your feet. That had a name. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Yeah, rocketing. Rocketing. Boy, a lot of people said rocketing. So, <sighs> oh, there's uh, I can't remember. I just remember I loved my tramp so much that I remember getting. So I had appendix. I had appendicitis. I'd take my appendix out when I was like 15, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I was so anxious to jump again that I went out there way too early. Like my stuff hadn't healed. This is before oh, they did la- laparoscopic, you know, through a, through your belly button business. This was like cut yeah. your open business. Oh. And um, oh, it hurt! It hurt so bad, Brian. I just don't mm. remember the day where I did my first jump, and then I just laid there going, "They're gonna take me back in, aren't they? I'm gonna <laughs> die here." Oh. Anyway, uh, so let's see. Okay, so these cows. Uh, one of them got stuck. Uh, K. Liang South Gippsland said she <laughs> she spotted the cow on a trampoline outside her home Wednesday night and discovered the bovine was unable to stand up on the bouncy surface. Uh, she says the neighbor used a tractor to carefully lift the animal off the trampoline and contacted the cow's owner. This is so Australian. I love it. Freaking yeah. Love it. I don't know how long it took them to get uh, them off. What? How long it took to get them off. But we were back to bed by 3.30 a.m get them off it's just one cow <laughs> right? get the four legs off i guess the other and the uh, and the oh i see they're going by parts i don't yeah <laughs> right exactly the shoulder the uh <laughs> you know, all the all the beef cuts <laughs> anyway the animal's owner said about 40 cows had escaped earlier that evening and the majority had been rounded up before the trampoline discovery so there's your cow news for the week nice all right we're gonna take a break when we come back justin robert young will be here I got questions about Zoom Wiener. I got questions about uh, <laughs> upcoming um, uh, debate. And I got questions about Hunter Biden's. No, I don't really want to talk about it because it's all, it sounds like oh, bullshit. Geez. But we're yeah. going to talk about all that stuff or whatever he's in the mood for when he comes on in a minute. Before that, though, a song break with Brian Ibbett. Oh, you know, we need this Tuesday, Scott, is some espresso. Mm. That's right. That's the name of this band. They're an L.A. indie funk punk band. Yes, an L.A. indie funk punk band. Uh, They have a brand new single and video coming out later this month for their new song, Bottles. But they've released uh, this song that you're about to hear just last week, and it's time to hear it. It's time to listen to it. Colin Martin, Dashiell Dupuy, Alex Gutierrez, Kovner, and Artem Gordikian. Wow. Nailed it. Yeah. Here's, <laughs> here's the band Espresso with their single, Three Year High. All right, here it is. For some reason, my thing's not in front. Here we go. We'll play it, and we'll be right back.
Thanks to Bombas for supporting this podcast. Bombas makes socks that, I don't know, kind of reconsider traditional designs and become more comfortable and, I don't know, look great whenever you need them. With a wide variety of colors, patterns, lengths, and styles, I'm wearing a pair right now. Oh, they're so comfy. And by the way, side note, I've had Bombas socks for a while and I've never had a pair get a hole in them. And I wear socks around the house a lot. And most socks I have get holes. These don't get holes. Just a little side note, anecdotal thing, but I really appreciate that about these socks. Anyway, these socks don't just keep you comfortable. They also give back to some of the most vulnerable members of the community. For every pair of socks you purchase, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. So as a result, Bombas customers have helped over 34 million pairs of socks and counting to get donated through a nationwide network of 3,000 plus giving partners. That's 
pretty awesome. I really, really love them. I like the ankle socks, especially in the summer because I like to, you know, keep cool and stuff. But uh, heck, even in the winter, I'll probably wear these. They're great. And the designs are just what I like. So if you're looking for comfort, quality, and a good philanthropic mission, this might be the place to go. Anyway, give a pair when you buy a pair. Get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com slash TMS. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash TMS for 20% off your first purchase. Go check it out. You will be very happy you did. I love these. Once upon a time in the land of Titania, there lived two princesses who loved to play together in the Black Forest. One day, while walking through the woods... They came across a most mysterious sight. Better work, bitch. The morning stream. I'm a leaf on the wind. Watch how I soar. And we're back, everybody. Oh, Todd. Better work, we're bitch. We're back. Yeah, he's, uh, he's pretty great. I love these Todd Cochran drops. They're the best. Yeah, we got... Uh, Jamie did some work and went and dug a bunch of stuff out oh. of the uh, <laughs> podcast awards presentation. So good. And uh, he, Did I mention to you that he, he talked about the the awards we were at in Vegas where... Um, in that in that conference room in the Rio, yeah. where he fat fingered the PowerPoint presentation, and kept showing the winner before he was done reading the nominees. Oh, did he bring that up? He, he did. He brought that up. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, he. You know, I'm learning how to use PowerPoint so I can do better than the time I was at the Rio in Las Vegas, and I kept showing the winner. <laughs> so good. He kept doing it. It was like four or five times. <laughs> so true. Yes. I understand. Like you know. Once, maybe twice, if you're mm-hmm. not really unlucky, but three, four times, you got to change your method. You got to go. Yes, exactly. Way. Maybe, maybe have somebody else operate the, uh, the machinery. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea to me. All right. We're going to call Justin Robert Young, <clears throat> do the Tuesday thing. Talk to him about uh, what's going on in the world of the politicking and whatnot. I'll play this first. These are their stories. Do, 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 do. Oh, I'm terrible with names. And then I'll play this. I'm able to play that since 2018 because we—that's the last time I played that. I think. Is that is that is that short enough that we won't get uh, we won't get YouTubed? Oh yeah, we'll be <laughs> fine. We should be fine. Hey, look yeah. who it is, everybody! It's Justin Robert Young joining us from Oakland, California. He is—I don't know—the man about town when it comes to this time of year, this time of the cycle. <laughs> we got like I don't know how many days. What do we got? Like 12 days? 14, 14 yeah. days. 14 days from today. Yeah. I mean, I can only assume. You are going to, I mean, you are locked in for the, for election night. You're going to be m- walking around, mic in hand, dressed up like you do, f- freaking p- all guns firing, right? Like that's Justin Robert Young at his finest that night. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah. No, hopefully, hopefully yeah. we, uh, you know, we, we, we want to, we want to be the number one place where people want to spend uh, their time. Obviously the pressure is building and the noise is only getting louder. So, uh, if you want somebody that, uh, I, I like to think of me as like, you're really, really, really calm friend when you decide to try acid and you're not, <laughs> it's not going well, but you're glad I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's a great way to look at it. So, uh, a yeah. couple things. 
But I want to talk about like the future of the de- debates, which I guess mm-hmm. there will be at least one more, right? Or is there There's more than gonna one? There's going to be one on one Thursday. More. Yeah, yeah. Okay. officially now uh, it survived the um, it survived the debate commission changing the rules. Which and- I thought as soon as they announced that Trump was going to say, that's it, I'm out. Yeah. Not well, doing if it. he if he was going to do it, it would have happened before that because they knew they were in negotiations with them before that. So oh, the Trump really? move, the Trump move would have been to pull out before the debate commission said anything, uh, so gotcha. they could okay. own it. Uh, okay. But they didn't. And then Bill Sepian and uh, uh, Donald Trump came out and said that they were going to do it. They didn't like it, but to be honest, I think it it probably will help Trump because I, mm-hmm. I think that. Uh, the, his his worst parts were when he was like really 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 over aggressive. If if he was was less of a uh, a, a tidal wave and more of a counter puncher, I think the the laugh lines would probably stick out a little bit more than just the the constant noise. I didn't think of it that way. That's true. Like he'll mm-hmm. be it, basically they both get cordoned off now and can't really interrupt each other. Although the rules state they don't say. As soon as they're done, mics are muted and the other guy talks. It's more no, like- no, 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 no. Yeah. So here's here's the exact rule. Okay. You will be able to speak for two minutes when the moderator asks you the initial question uninterrupted. Okay. So when they're like, uh, 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 Biden, uh, you. you uh, America very much cares about uh, uh, doing a, a backflip or a front flip into into a pool. What what do you think is a is a backflip too dangerous? And he's like, well, I'm glad you asked that. When I was <laughs> vice president, Barry told me, uh, and and then he just goes on and on. And then normally it's like when they're like like, excuse me, sir, sir, that's your time. And he's like, keeps talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, uh, that's going to be the question: is will they oh, unmute yeah. the mic? Uh, will they unmute the mic after two minutes or after they're done talking? Oh, right. Wow. Right, so right. so yeah. un- un- unmute your right your opponent's mic when the two minutes is up. They almost should mute your mic when your two minutes is up, and then see that's my take. But no, I mean the, not you can't over you can't overdo it. Again, right. no yeah, one's there for true. the refs. Right. Like no one's yeah, no that's, one's that's there. True. That's true. Like they want to hear these people talk to each other. Uh, the hope is that they're more civil. I don't know if there's any way to legislate that, but yeah. uh, they apparently the, the debate commission, I guess, got so much heat from the Biden team after the first debate that they had to do something. Yeah, I, I my my belief is that if you <laughs> here's what I want them to do, and I don't, they're not going to do this, but I want them to cut the camera to either either one who does this. If they're in there barking, well, see, it's not like they're in separate little containers, right? They're no, they're, they're on the same stage. Yeah. So, so, so by gonna, the way, if, if 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 Joe Biden's talking about backflips into a pool and Trump just yells, "Your son passed the smoke," <laughs> like you're gonna be able to hear it on his mic. Uh, it's it's not like they're in different like pods. The the irony is that, that you got cut off there. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. You get sometimes Discord cuts people when they go when they go loud. But I get your point. Like he could be yelling. Oh, he was Trump yelling, your son passed out smoking crack. Oh, that's so a, apparently better. apparently the Discord was more judicious about the mic button, the mute <laughs> right. button than the debate the commission. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like it. But like like you're, that's a really good point. Like it's not like we're they're in hermetically sealed cubes. They're going to be mm-hmm. out in the sort of open where they yes. both are seeing each other and he's going to hear and their anything. And mics will pick each other up. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And even if it's not the mics, 
it's Biden will at the very least be able to hear Trump going, not true, not blah, 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 or whatever, mm-hmm. and vice versa. So now, so now I'm starting to feel like this is just a futile attempt to do anything. Like, why don't they just? Well, could I Trump mean, bring his own Mister Microphone and have a an <laughs> FM radio that he yeah, can bring? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he'll just he'll just put a little boombox next to Biden, <laughs> and he'll never notice. Hey, everybody, I'm, I'm over here now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that this will be a more calm debate, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Mostly because I think it, it, it benefits everybody for it to be slightly less of a twisted metal train wreck. And Trump has had, you know, up until this last week, more time to figure out exactly what he wanted to do. You know, he had a lot of time to sit and, and think with the with, with the Rona. And, and uh, now uh, I think he's very much dialed in. There's nothing else that he's focusing on beyond this election. And this is going to be the biggest part of it for him. So uh, I think we will get a more conversion. But that being said, I think that the, the, the debate commission has been awful. Um I, I really think that it's their job to just set the rules and then let it go. If, if these things are not palatable, then let these campaigns fight with each other. Let right. them set the, the parameters of where they're going to go from here. If, if we can't trust them to work with another American presidential campaign on, uh, on debate parameters, what does that say about their ability to negotiate on the world stage. Right. Right. And I still, we still say we're at this point where, you know, like it's, it's, uh, there's a temptation in me to say to you, so what does each side need to do Thursday to really burp, burp, burp? But aren't we done? We're decided. Everyone's decided. Like it's just, this is going to be theater, great theater. Uh, Especially if you watch it over at the Justin R. Young uh, Twitch page, it's going to be great, but on that level, but it's not, this again, no informative anything is going to happen, really. Not really, right? And I, um, I, let me ask you this: How much do you think? How do you think Trump's going to bring up a ton of this Hunter Biden stuff? Oh, think- Hunter Biden will be brought up. Okay, I mean, Hunter Biden was brought up on in the first debate before yeah. there was a hard drive of pictures yeah. with him snorting things off hookers' butts. Like you know, there's uh, uh that's that's yeah, no, absolutely, Hunter Biden is going to be brought up. Uh. How will Joe respond to it? Um, you know, I I would imagine that he has to have a pre-written line to to own that. Uh, th- there was positive feedback on how Biden handled it last time, where he just talked about the pain of having an addict, uh, you know, or his son become an addict. Uh, so so we'll 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 see. But I I would caution a little bit away from the idea that everyone's decided. Yeah. Everyone online is decided. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of people that aren't on Twitter. And there's a lot of people that aren't interconnected to a lot of stuff that don't think about politics all that much. Now, whether or not they are truly undecided, like we 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 often imagine undecided voters as these smooth hairless creatures that you know are so swayable from one side to the other and 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 like oh i don't know maybe biden maybe trump i have no social or moral uh, compass i don't know whoever has the shiniest commercial uh but i i think more realistically this is about people who tend to lean one side or another deciding to stay home or go vote mm. That's 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 the big key. The big key is 
is there somebody that voted for Trump last time that watches him on Thursday and says, eh, this guy? Yeah. Or are there somebody who voted for Obama and Hillary that looks at Biden and is like, this guy has pudding for brains. No thanks. <laughs> like, uh, right. it, does does that happen? I think that that's really more of the effect of a debate like this. Not anything that we see online, but inside the minds of non-media bubble of voters who are inclined to go one way or another and decide either to do that or to not vote. So, okay. Interesting. And then on the, on the Hunter stuff, like if it were me, uh, if Joe Biden's listening to TMS, like he used to, I don't know if he's got time now, but if you're listening, <laughs> Joe Biden, here's what I would do. The right way, if it were me, or the right way to handle this would be is not to go, you know, there's going to be a tendency on, or, or there's going to be a desire to go. Yeah, come on, man. There's going to be a desire on, for him to say, you know, like, well, what about your kids? And I don't mean those that exact words, but you could you could easily be tempted to go. Well, Don, we know Don Jr. snorting coke off of something. We just don't have the pictures yet. Like there's a there's a there's probably a temptation. Um, yeah, I think you should lean into the whole like. Yeah, it's amazing. It really, you found the time to dig up those photos hanging around with Jeffrey Epstein as much as you were. Yeah, like that's a temptation <laughs> on anybody's plate. But if it were me, I would I would really lean into the whole like, yeah, it's 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 really hard having a son who's who's had to deal with these problems, having lost my other son to cancer. Like, really go down to mm-hmm. to those levels so that he so that Trump just looks like the biggest possible dick for bringing it up. I don't know how else you do it. Otherwise, that whole thing's a circus. You, you turn it around and say that, and you know, and, and if uh, um, if we had the kind of uh, healthcare that I propose, then you know, people like Hunter would be able to get help a lot easier than in than they would have if you know, if you. I mean, it's not like it's not like Hunter was uh, Hunter was you know in Section Eight housing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> No, yeah, I mean that's a good point, but um, you know the stigma, stigma, stigmatization, stigmatization. There we go, mm-hmm. of uh, of addiction. Uh, I, I don't know. I think that could go that that could really backfire for Trump if he goes all in, guns blazing. But well, I mean, the more what what Trump will go for more is like Hunter was always a damaging possibility for the Biden campaign for two reasons. Number one, the salacious stuff is hard to look away from. Right. If if your neighbor had if all of a sudden on next door, a bunch of pictures came out of your neighbor doing the things that Hunter Biden was doing, you would have a hard time not looking at them. Right. So mm-hmm. I understand that we are in a very politically balkanized moment, but let's understand that anybody with those kind of pictures that are out there, you're going to, like humanity dictates that you're going to want to look at them. But the secondary part of it, and this is what Trump, if he's smart, will hit on is more that this is just the regular kind of graft that happens in Washington. Mm -hmm. That of course his son gets jobs with credit card companies and gets jobs with Chinese companies and gets uh, jobs with uh, uh, Ukrainian gas companies and of of course, it's going to be hard to prove exactly what the influence is. But why on earth would he be getting these jobs when he is living this kind of lifestyle and has no uh, experience? And, and this is something that Trump can use in his populist rhetoric to be like, like, come on, what 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 do you guys say, America? How, why do you think he had these jobs? If Trump stays with the uh, stays with the idea of corruption 
and lets the sensational elements be more of the backstory, then he's he's going to use it more effectively. If this does become, hey, your son smokes crack rock, then I, I, I agree with you. It's going to be more of a trigger of pain of addiction and loss that does happen in this country and it'll backfire. Okay. Yeah, I think so too. Well, it's going to be hairy, man. Like I feel like the next mm-hmm. 14 days are, uh, are going to be something. So, um, I've had a very pretty good experience over the last, I don't know, about a month or so is when I, I, I basically did all my Twitter mute words and I, I unfollowed a bunch of stuff and kind of just got into a better place in general where I'm just looking at numbers and I'm looking at, you know, do you still have the account? Oh, I still, the still account's there. Scott? The account's there. I just don't use it right now. Um, <laughs> once so if I went and looked, I wouldn't see a tweet in the last what week? Uh, you might you might see one or two, but you're not going to see you're not going to see what you used to see there. Like okay. I found uh, once in a while, I'll find like an interesting quote or something, and I'll say, "Oh, this is interesting" or whatever. But I'm not. It's not like yeah. I'm going. Wow, I bet if you dug up Don Jr.'s photo, you'd find a picture of him with a, you know, a pipe up his ass or whatever. I'm not <laughs> like I'm not going that far <laughs> anymore. Yeah. So, uh, so I've tried really hard, and and I feel pretty good about it. Um, but once in a while, something will slip through. It's just like uh, I'll hear something get said or something really frustrating, like oh, our our awesome new healthcare plans all ready to show, which was supposed to be July, which was supposed to be April, which was supposed to be all the other times, mm-hmm. and I just know it's mm-hmm. not actually going to happen. And and those things fire me up and get me really irritated. And and then I got to kind of pull back a little bit. So I've, I feel like I've done all right by myself. But I also know that in the next 14 days, all of that stuff's going to get ramped up to 11. And I guess what I'm saying to people is regardless of where you're at politically or where you're at with any of this, you know, just take care of yourself during this. Don't don't let it ruin your day. <laughs> Because there, there are definitely days where you could probably let your day get ruined if if you got if you went down too many of these holes. And I don't really even I didn't even know these these Hunter Biden photos were out. I just knew there was some talk of a laptop that he took somewhere and left it somewhere. And then there were some pictures in there. And then that's all I know. Like I've I've stayed enough away from that stuff where I really don't know what's happening with that. Um, oh, there's there's pictures that are like on. I mean, the New York Post. So, so categorize the New York Post as, as wherever degree of uh, reputable newspaper that you want. But it is a newspaper with a website. And then there's others that are just like kind of floating around the dark web. And oh, oh, boy. Yeah, I yeah. See, I haven't seen any of them. Probably will not seek them out. Um, not because I'm trying to be ignorant about it, because I'm trying to not get fired up. I'm Basically, I'm just trying to get away from the everything sucks brain brain space and get back to you know, acknowledging that a, that isn't true and B, you know, I can be a force for positivity and not necessarily help with the negativity. So anyway, there's Scott's little side story for the week. Well done. Hope everyone enjoyed that. Can we, can we talk about what everybody wants us to talk about? Yeah. What? what, Oh, the wiener dick wiener. Uh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Zoom meeting, dude. Yeah. Zoom, zoom (laughs) penis. Let's talk about that guy. So, uh, Tubin is his name, which is as far as I'm concerned, a great arcade game. So like, Jeffrey Tubin, yeah. <laughs> famed legal author. Yeah. In fact, uh, you remember the FX series, The People versus O.J. Simpson? Yeah. Based off his book of oh, the same name. Oh, was it really? Okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that was really how he became famous, was, <laughs> was by covering the O.J. Simpson uh, case. And he wrote kind of the definitive book about it. And uh, now is the chief legal analyst 
for uh, CNN. He is a columnist for the New Yorker magazine, or at least is in suspension right now. <laughs> right. Because during a uh, <laughs> during a planning meeting with the New Yorker and WNYC, where I guess they were gaming out how the election might go. Uh, Jeffrey Tubin was not part of one of the two. There was like a bunch of Democrats and a bunch of Republicans, and they were kind of splitting off into their own Zoom rooms to do a breakout session. He apparently was not part of it. He decided that he would glance upon another monitor, which... <laughs> Boy, did he find transfixing so much so that he uh, uh, loosed himself, he notched his arrow, and was ready to fire uh, uh, before realizing that his uh, that his uh, 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 camera was still on. He closed the laptop and then uh, tried to show back up as if nothing was the problem, uh, thinking that nobody had seen him. Yeah. But uh, boy, did they. And now he is suspended from both those outlets. So, OK, my my big complaint about all of this, I have two two major questions. But the biggest complaint I have is he calls it and everyone keeps repeating it, but he called it a mistake. Now, hmm. my definition of mistake is tripping on a <laughs> shoe I forgot I left out the night before. Yeah. Uh, or I forgot right. my pass, or I, I put my password in, but I was one character off. That's sure, a mis- yeah. these are mistakes. Okay, we all make them mistakes. Pulling out your dingus in the middle of a Zoom meeting, or what you thought was maybe you thought your camera was off, or the thing was on, or whatever. There's, that's not a mistake. That's an, you right. meant to do. You meant to pull out your ding ding, and you just happen to get caught doing it. There's no mistake. Is what I'm saying. Right. I know <laughs> this is a semantics and whatever, but I can't stand the, the problem- word mistake here. <laughs> And, 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 you know, the focus of the problem being that he, oh, I didn't realize my camera was on. Sorry about that. It's, well, why are you doing that during uh, during a plan, election planning meeting or an election mock-up meeting? Yeah, like a coverage meeting or whatever the heck they yeah. call it. Yeah. In an era where we've never been more, uh, uh, we've never been given more of an ability to jack it during daytime hours, you know, in, in an era <laughs> exactly. of work from home. You've got more time than you've ever had in your entire life. Uh, lunch breaks, you know, like right. what would otherwise be and, your commute. There's uh, a time and place for that. For me, it's 11.05 in the hall closet, but there's a time and sure. place for that. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. And now you've got so many more opportunities than you did in the past when you had to put on a suit and tie and get to the office and get on the subway. And, you know, you can't just jack it in the middle of a subway in Midtown, you know, <laughs> but if you're in your own kitchen, then have at it. Just make sure that you aim, <laughs> aim low. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but not Tubin. No, some men need to have it all. And uh, he apparently was so bored by this election planning meeting that he decided to to just give it an old crankaroo. I would, wow. if I were him, just own it. Like you, you're either way. You're getting, you're getting, uh, uh you know, you're probably going to get fired, and you're going to CNN's not going to have you on, and all the stuff. Like that's going to happen. But either way, but just, just say, ah, well, you know. I screwed up. Like, just don't call it a mistake as if there was some error that happened. It's not mm-hmm. an error. You pulled out your ween. Yeah. I, look, I think this needs to be said in unequivocal terms. 
The problem here is he was jerking off at work. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Here's the problem. The problem is you were jerking off at work, right? (laughs) Even in a world in which you were on the clock and you weren't on a Zoom meeting, probably at least ethically frowned upon to you know flog the bishop when you're some, when there's something that's <laughs> you're owed the to your boss right like you know when you've got to go and get something not done the time to be on never mind uh, exactly right yeah. uh, uh so ethically dubious it is incredibly disrespectful when you're doing it with other people's time right <laughs> yes. uh it is it is uh, uh just such a brash asshole New York power player move and I am like I, I I don't want to be in a world in which you know having read so you've been publicly shamed we all understand that like there is a disproportionate element of the pylon that happens when these things are very online Yeah, but I will say this in general I have very 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 little tolerance for and I'll just I'll, I'll gender it mostly dudes who tend <laughs> to feel that that their base urges trump the idea of a common workplace. Yeah. I'm very much in for a a substantive and productive workplace where everybody can get done with their stuff as fast as possible, mostly so they can go home and jack it. Yep. <laughs> yep. I think so- I agree. So Dude, that dude is in for some. I mean, you know, whatever. You, you, he'll get dunked on eternally, and I don't know how you ever come back, come mm-hmm. back from that. But yeah, like, what does he, he do now? Said, he said, "Oh, sorry, I thought I was on Skype." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, in the but also I'll say this: like this, this isn't to defend him in any way. But in the world of everyone's using Zoom or some form of telecommunication right now. It's a little shocking. More stories like this haven't happened. Like it's uh, to me, the yeah. percentages should be higher. Of oh, did you hear the they got some they got I back know. together. I feel and, like it just feels like such an obvious thing. I'm in a Zoom call, therefore I have a camera on me. Oh, <laughs> I agree. I, I agree. Like like yeah. e- like never ever right. But but right, my, my exactly, point is like still, there's yeah. still it seems like there's enough of this going on that there's going to be some other flubbers out there who mm-hmm. just screw up whatever it may be. Like mm-hmm. and I'm sure there are others I just haven't heard of, but. Yeah, we live in that time now. You know, it's no longer, oh, Bill did something weird at his cubicle. It's Bill did something weird on camera. Mm-hmm. And Man, the Bills. The Bills are going wild. <laughs> the Bills are going wild these days. That's yeah, why we had to get rid of ours on Tuesday. That's right. Just in case he went weird. Yeah, we don't want him, you know, uh, how do we, we don't want him smithing his foam on the air. You know exactly. what I mean? <laughs> uh, I, look. Uh, uh, just uh, sanding uh, some resin. <laughs> There's really just one thing that you can do, and this is a, a hot tip for anybody who is worried about accidentally jacking off on camera. Uh, don't jack off at work. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This is a great. This yeah. is a great way of, of, of looking home, at this. Though. Mm, yeah. What if you work? What if the office is virtual, Justin, and you work from home? Yeah. All right. right. So ask yourself a very very quick test. Okay. Uh huh. Uh, am I at work technically? <laughs> uh, exactly. Is this billable if, time? <laughs> yes. If yes, hands off your ween. <laughs> if no, 
Well, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. I like it when there's a rhyme involved. It makes it a lot easier uh, to remember. Yeah. Rhymes. I do, too. I'm a big fan of the rhyme. All right. Well, yeah. uh, that you can get that and all sorts of other great stuff from Justin, including the season finale of season two of Raise the Dead. You want to talk about that at all? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Raise the Dead season two has completed. You can uh, you can get it right now. The man who got everything he wanted. The uh, the episode about Lyndon Baines Johnson, really the man for whom uh, defines the 1964 election. But uh, in it, we get something that we've never gotten in Raise the Dead history. Mm. We get LBJ in his own words. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Because uh, uh, what you may or may not know is that, you know, those tapes that took down Richard Nixon, where he Mm -hmm. has all this stuff recorded and everything. Yeah. He didn't put those machines into the White House. Mm. Lyndon Baines Johnson did. Yeah. Because he did it while he was in the Senate. He secretly taped people, so he would always know who promised him stuff and, you know, who do... Like, he knew exactly what they promised and whether or not they were screwing him. Uh, He brought that practice to the White House, and so... After Watergate broke and uh, journalists and academia were suing uh, the Nixon administration and, and everybody with control of those tapes to have them become public record, the LBJ folks were like, all right, we know they're coming for us at a certain point. So they voluntarily released a bunch and we get some insane access to LBJ uh, uh, to fill out exactly what he was feeling in these moments, taking over from JFK, how he maneuvered uh, the press to help him with the civil rights legislation and his intense paranoia with Bobby Kennedy that eventually led to a man who was about to win one of the biggest landslides in American history, drafting a resignation letter at his own convention. And you hear him do it on this episode of Raise the Dead, all that including a secret sex Senate, a secret Senate sex den, and uh, the most balls out advertising, political advertising of its age, uh, uh, that that LBJ loosed against Barry Goldwater. It is, uh, I think, the best episode I've ever ever done. So please wow. go check it out. Uh, RaiseTheDeadPodcast.com. Highly. Agree with every statement there. It is your best episode, sure. and those tapes are great because I thought they only had like the the uh, the stuff from the Vietnam. Like they a bunch of tapes uh, were used in that Ken Burns documentary about Vietnam. Yeah, and there, I was surprised at how how wide ranging that was. Like how much actual content they had. I'm like, wow, they have a lot of tape of him nervously talking to McNamara and you know like all the stuff back and forth. And uh, your episode made me realize, oh, they have even more than that. So well done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and by the way, yeah, that Vietnam is is a huge part of that as uh, uh, this episode as well as he's trying to make it not a 1964 issue. And you see the very beginnings of what would become a troubling pattern for LBJ of just sort of kicking the can down the road uh, uh, that eventually led to the quagmire that was Vietnam. Wow. All right. Check it out, everybody. That's Raise the Dead. Uh, You can find it at RaiseTheDeadPodcast.com. And, of course, Justin R. Young on Twitter and uh, on Twitch. Right after this, you'll be on Twitch, and I'll send people over there. Have a good one, Justin. We'll see you next time. Play the clip. Oh, shit. I forgot. Damn it. The jury will now retire. All right. Brian's right. I'm sorry. I tried. I'm glad you tried. 
because I certainly did not try. <laughs> All right, Brian, we're at the portion of the show where uh, we acknowledge I screwed up yesterday and didn't play the Monday mashup. And uh, I'm going to play it now. As a as the important a thing is that you feel bad. That's that's the yeah. uh, that's the. <laughs> well, look, I I as a as an act of penance. Uh, right. Yes. We're gonna we're gonna play it now. So uh, Jamie did big work on this, thankfully, and we're gonna now listen to it. This uh, mashup is called "Let Me Out of Here," and we'll find out what that means now. Have you heard? Um, Everybody's uh, heard about the bird. I said a bird, bird, bird. A bird, the bird. I said a bird, bird, bird. <laughs> those stupid i don't know what they're called not chocobos but the floating little white bunny dudes with the ball on their head what are they called right what you call them what'd you, what'd you call them bludos i don't know they're weird moogles or moogles <laughs> moogles of course yeah, i know so there's stuff i gotta get through first to get to the real meat of the cheese here but i'll get there i'll Scott, let you know what you I had mean. me a little concerned about your cheese eating yeah there's some cheese eating well you said you got to the meat of the cheese yeah the meat of the that's cheese that's an odd statement my friend no if you open you're telling me your cheese isn't just an outer layer of cheese and inside is meat is that what you're saying to me that you don't want meat i am telling you that is correct (laughs) a little too much mayo had to wipe some of that out of there sure wipe it like a baby's bum just get in there with a napkin and (laughs) (laughs) bob and barry ann barry ann bob and barry ann barry and and bobby ann folks Wow, I think they're taking it back. Bob and Barry Ann. Bob and Barry Ann. You see how short my sword is? Yeah, oh yeah. See how embarrassingly short that sword is? Yeah, I've, seen, I've heard that about you before. Yeah, yes. It's embarrassing. I was an Uber taxi driver till I farted real loud, and then they kicked me out. <laughs> Stick it into the unit there. Okay, I'll st- <laughs> <laughs> Hello. The old cut and paste there. I didn't really feel the prick. Right. There you go. Sometimes Jamie just need a little freebie. I don't know how to read this. Makajuski? Makajuski? Yeah, right? Something like that. I would say the last six letters are definitely Juski. Okay. And I would say it's either Macy Juski or Massajuski. That last part is definitely Juski. Definitely Juski. There's definitely some Juski in that name there. Sounds like, yeah, you got a little Juski in you? Yeah, you got a little Juski. We haven't done Undiscovered Country or Four. Uh, the quest for whales. <laughs> the search for whales. <laughs> Whatever it's called. The voyage, the undiscovered voyage to find whales. Yeah. He had a um, wiener outline in his pants that I could see. Oh, oh. yeah. What choice did it have? <laughs> yes. I mean, where are we going to go? Brian out the most. <laughs> <laughs> what I can just imagine this, just like pressed against the pants going, oh, 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 oh let me out of here. All oh, my sperm <laughs> <dead> breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that thing was all over the map. We had a little boop in there, a little film sack. sack. Yeah. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. Did he did he miss the whole thing? Or I guess that wasn't the most recent film sack where he talked about uh Terry Bradshaw comes on anything now. Oh, that was this week. Yeah, he hasn't yeah, got there yet. He hasn't gotten to that one yet. Oh, you're in for a treat, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, we got that coming, so no pun intended. All right. Now this. <laughs> Quick fan service for Carl from Idaho, Blue Bottle in the Tadpool. He says, my younger brother is a co-host of a new podcast called Understanding This. In his subject, he had said, by the way, uh, you know, speaking of Therapy Thursdays, and he goes on to say in here, if you'd like Wendy's Therapy Thursday on TMS, you might enjoy Understanding This. Do you wish others understood you us. better? Understanding us. What'd I say? This. This? Shit. Understanding <laughs> us. Why did I say this? 
I don't know, but I figure I'll, you know, there are only a few things that I'll like try to jump in and correct. And if it's the name of something that people might want to look up, I'm going to cut in and, and yeah, interrupt. If it's like part of a URL or important information that you can't <laughs> yes, exactly. get anywhere Carry else. Carry on. Carry on. Uh, understanding this, it's called. Do you wish others understood you better or that you could understand others? This is a podcast for you. Sophia Veals. Veals? Veals? What'd you say? Veal. Veal? I think Veal. All right. Veals mm-hmm. co-host interviews. Uh, so, excuse me, co-hosts interview couples and discuss their dynamics, explore historical figures and their personalities and get informed by experts about everything from stress to work relations to child rearing or to raising children is what it wrote, but I, my brain went somewhere else. Anyway, search for Understanding Us in your podcast player or go to anchor.fm slash understanding dash us. Uh, this is from Carl in Idaho. Well done, Carl. Hey, thank you, Carl. If y'all have a fan service, you want us to read it, we'd be happy to. You got a little project on the side, you do a little, uh, little something on an Etsy store, whatever it is. Let us know. We'll talk about it here on Der Show and Hyman. Okay. Yeah. It's gonna do it for the show, everybody. Thanks for being here today. A reminder that we are funded by your good graces at Patreon.com/tms. Still a little time in the month for you to hop on there, even at the lowest level, and still get rad stuff, including bonus content. And the rest. Uh, this month we'll be doing. Uh, will it be on the thirty first? We're doing the play day with the new Jackbox. I think we are, right? That's uh, yes, on Halloween. Halloween on All Hallows Eve, and we can actually start earlier because we don't have a film sack that day. Oh right, we could start it at nine. I be forgot. Ten thirty. We were yeah, because Randy's out of town. You're right. And we're still doing film sack. Don't worry, everybody. We're just doubling up. Yes. This weekend, so we got we got you covered. Anyway, uh, so check that out. Frogpants.com slash TMS for everything else you're looking for. Email us, themorningstream at gmail.com. And a little reminder, don't do it very often, but uh, check us out on Twitter. Brian's at Coverville. I'm at Scott Johnson, and the show is at Morningstream. We will now leave, but we can't leave until Brian slaps our ass on the way out with some fine music. Wow, okay. Well, that's exactly what I'm going to do. This is a really cool project. It's not a request. It's just something I want to talk about. Um... Jump on uh, Bandcamp when you get a chance, Okay, those of you listening, and check out, look for good music to avert the collapse of American democracy. Wow. <laughs> it's a, a pair of albums that are mostly covers, demos, rarities, covers, and things that people have gotten together. Folks like David Byrne and um, I want to say The Strokes, um, in this case, Mark Ronson involved in it. And uh, you pay a few bucks, you help support a great cause, and you get some good music out of it as well. The last two albums were only available for 24 hours, but I'm guessing there'll probably be a third volume. And uh, who knows, maybe they'll go back and make the first two available. On volume two, we get this song right here, which feels like just something to kind of make a, a wet our appetites for 2021 when the movie finally comes out. It is a demo version, demo slash cover of the Billie Eilish theme to the new James Bond film, No Time to Die, which would be coming out right around now if if things had gone okay. Mm. Um, this one is performed by Mark Ronson and uh, Eilie Juber, J-U-B-E-R. Um, she is a very talented singer. I think she was on the UK Voice or American or uh, UK Idol. Mm. I, I'm trying to remember which one. Uh, or where I saw her name. Anyway, this is Mark Ronson and Eileen Juber with No Time to Die.
Of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Uh-huh. Ouch! <laughs>